the school I work at, um, the, some of the teachers, they have like, uh, like stuff that they find on YouTube that's like calming or whatever. And the woman is telling you what to do. She's like, oh. all right, put your head down, relax your neck, feel your fingertips. Like you're learning to just like feel your body. Yes, just feel your body. <laughs> yeah, because we was listening to something when we first got here, and Komaje was like, "Do he keep telling me to open, open up?" So I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> like you know, you know, stuff that makes you feel good." But meditation starts with you just thinking to yourself, like, "All right, all these crazy thoughts that's in my head, I am calming myself down." Okay, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about that. Ha, I need to calm myself down. Have to remember to do this. I have to remember to do that. You, the first couple times of meditating, you're, hey, shout out to Eric Martinez, E. Martinez. Now, y'all, I ain't going to even, I was going to put myself on blast, but I took it off. So, <laughs> I was going to like, pow, pow, you feel me? I was going Galaxy Quest with them uh, blasters, but... <laughs> I'm not about to blast myself, but at the end of the day, you have to do what you got to do for yourself. And meditating is something that works, but you have to put in effort. Everything you have to put in effort. You can't be lazy. Oh, shout out to the confident hoe, because that's what I wanted to point out. The confident hoe, she said something. She said, bitch, if you not getting where you want to be, she said, I think she said three reasons, but the only I only have two. She said, either you lazy or you scared. Mm. So if you lazy and scared, you not getting where you want to be because you ain't doing shit. So shout out to the confident hoe and shout out to the slut walk because I think that was yesterday. So shout out to the slut walk because at the end of the day, you can do what the fuck you want to do. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Dress however the fuck you want to dress because at the end of the day, that's you. That's what's going to make you happy. Do the fuck. Do you, boo-boo. And you don't have to answer to nobody. Nobody has to know. But if someone's sexually attracted to how you're dressed, they need to ask themselves why they can't control themselves. They can't be asking you, well, why are you dressed like that? No, motherfucker. Why can't you control your penis? I see motherfuckers who sexy, who I want to fucking just jump on top and do things to all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, hence my motherfucking comment section. Oh the comment section is hot. That's all I'm saying. It's fire in that comment yeah. section. Okay. <laughs> I've been trying to get up in there. But I can control my motherfucking self, though. That's the whole key. Being able to control yourself. Being able to do what you want to do. Being able to take yourself. Take Sometimes you got to take a step back for yourself. It'd be like, you know what? I am toxic to myself. My thoughts are toxic. So if your thought, you're thinking and you're doing your meditation and your thoughts are toxic, still think those things. You got to get them out. But then what are you going to do to make sure you think better of yourself? One thing that worked for me, I for surely made it till I faked it till I made it. Bitch, I thought all types of things about myself. I still walked around like I was the baddest bitch in the world. I may not be the baddest bitch in the world, but I'm the baddest bitch in any room I'm in. That's how I think. Because I have I have to. I got to hype myself up because ain't nobody else going to hype myself up. I'm going to end up depressed. And then everybody be sad that their friends don't hype them up. And it's not really because your friend's not trying to hype you up. It's because your friends is still feeling just as bad as you. Sometimes you just got to pull up on your bitch, pop up. Hey, what you doing? Oh, How you feeling today? Oh, I'm outside the house right now. I'm about to come kick it with you. Sometimes you got to pull up on your friends because they feeling bad. But that's that's what it be. You don't have no support because everybody's trying to support themselves. And sometimes you be the strong friend. And they you be like, oh, they good. You good. You good. I'm good. She good. We ain't got to worry about her. That's how my parents used to be with me. I don't got to worry about Jasmine. 
I don't got to worry about Mary Poppins. You know why? Because she good. I got to worry about her brother, though. At the end of the day, we all needed assistance. We all needed help. We all needed somebody to have our back. So that's what it is. You have to you have to have your own self first. You have to make sure that you realize what's going on in your life, and you have to realize who's toxic. And sometimes you have to realize it's yourself. I'm the toxic person. It's me. Hello. I'm the culprit. I'm the motherfucker. That's just really what it is. And I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a keep pushing Maya Angelou. If you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. Oh, Angela Davis just said something. She was tired of hearing if you don't if you don't like something, change your attitude. She said, if I don't like something, I'm going to change the situation. Motherfucker, if you can change the situation, change that bitch then. I fucks with you. Change that. Because at the end of the day, you the only one who got you. When you go to sleep at night, it's only you. Yes, we need everybody because we all play a part. We are all part of this crazy, big, loving universe. We all play a part. But you got to make sure you got yourself first. You got to make sure that your well is full before you start fucking giving out water and shit. Uh, you can't give out water if your well is dry. And then what you going to do if you gone? What, what you going to do when you thirsty? Okay. That's all I'm saying. We talking about growth and change and mindsets and making sure you don't have a fixed mindset, a mindset that believes that just because you have the talent, you don't have to put in the work. Motherfucker, you got it put in the work. I know a lot of people out there. I know some people who are really good hairdressers and they they ain't doing shit. And I know people who were subpar hairdressers and you know what? Them motherfuckers had shops. Them motherfuckers was doing hella shit. You know why? Cuz they was putting in a work work bitch work a work bitch work a chichi's work work bitch they was putting in the work they was going to work every day okay so you know what i want y'all to do if you're listening to this whatever time you listen listening to this i want you to fucking look in the mirror and say i know i can be what i want to be if i work hard on it oh i didn't i said it wrong i gotta do it again y'all ready for this down 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 Look in the mirror and say, I know I can. I know I can. Be what I want to be. Be what I want to be. If I work hard on it. If I work hard on it. I can. I'll be where I want to be. I'll be where I want to be. Shout out to Nas. Hey, because that's all you got to do. You got to put in the motherfucking work. You feel me? Can't do shit if you ain't doing shit. No rain, no rainbow. Can't see the motherfucking rainbow if you don't go through the storm. And it's okay to go through the storm as long as you got your boots and your umbrella and your motherfucking raincoat. Breaking news. You, um, it was a, a UFO in the sky just now. Just to let you know when I went outside. And um, I'm just letting you guys know that. I fucking hate her guts. I'm just. I'm not playing. It was a UFO in the sky. So there's a UFO on site. Break, uh, breaking news. Yes, UFO go- in the sky. So go check that out. Um, YouTube, Google, whatever. Uh, get a glimpse of that UFO. Exactly. Um, I'm dead. She's, she said I'm dead. Dead ass. So, dead. Uh, breaking news. Breaking, breaking, breaking. Breaking, sir. We're going to have an interrupt this to a um, broadcast. Um, There was a UFO in the sky. Damn. Yes. They said it was a rocket launcher. What? So when I went outside, I seen a lot of white folks um, pointing their, their camera towards the sky. And I just went on my Facebook to Google it. And it actually was a UFO. Oh, my God. There was an unidentified flying object in the sky. Are they coming for us or are they coming for them? We don't know. Got pictures right here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Show me. Oh, my God. Did y'all see that? 
It's, it's somewhere. It's in there somewhere. Y'all, okay, I know y'all seen that. Okay. So the two people that's watching, I fucks with y'all. Thank you for watching. Did y'all see the UFO? Okay, tune in. I was going to do hotels, but I don't know if we have time <laughs> because we are doing f- UFO tales, okay? UFOs, tell it all. UFO, UFO, oh, UFO, oh, U- UFO tales. UFO tales, yes. Hotels, motels, holiday inn. Not the Marriott because the motherfuckers ain't got heated pools. The motherfucking Marriott. <laughs> Can't get no warm pool in there. <laughs> it's me. I'm so. I'm dead. I'm back. I'm back the, the Marriott don't have a jacuzzi and they on strike. So now I know why. Because they ain't got no fucking jacuzzi. They ain't got no jacuzzi. I like to call them a jacuzzi. I don't know why, but it just sounds sexy. Like, baby, I want to take you to the jacuzzi. I want to take you to the shakusi. Take your clothes off in the shakusi. Because it was real shakusi for me. It was real shakusi for me. I do want to tell a hotel, though. I had wrote some down. Hurry, you got five minutes. Less so I didn't know if I wanted to tell our foreign tale or if I should tell an out-of-state tale. Tell Let's do local. Let's do local. Okay. So, me and a real close friend of mine, I'm not going to point any fingers. It wasn't me. It wasn't her. Of course not. Uh, we had, I, I used, I guess I used to be a J-Dub, so I'm just going to say J-Dub. Um, I used to be out there going to memorials and whatnot, and we had went to this memorial, and I used to be in love. There used to be this guy that me and my best friend at the time, we called him uh, The Count. Ha, ha, ha. We be like, so the count, ha, 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 one, ha, 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 two, ha, ha. So me and my friend, we had went to the memorial of Jesus Christ's death. Shout out to Jesus. Uh, we had went to the memorial of Jesus Christ's death, and we had seen them friends. And I don't really understand how we got with them. Like, I know we was on the bus at the time because my friend wasn't in her car. She, we was having a lot of car problems at that time. And I remember this motherfucker just was like, we was dressed up and I don't even know like how they came together. Like we had, I remember having like two, two things set up. Like me and this motherfucker used to have shit set up, lined up. Like, okay, that's what we doing. That's where we going. And we doing it together, bitch. Like we're tag teaming. We're going with these niggas together. This bitch was my best bud. We did all our bullshit together. <laughs> so I don't know how we got with them, but we ended up in the seventies at this motherfucking car, car. I don't know. Where the fuck was it? A fucking, I want to say it was a tow yard because it had hella fucking cars in there. So you're saying the story wrong. Okay, well then tell it right then. The person who was there. We did have a car operating that day. We did? No, bitch, I remember the bus, ho. We had a car operating. Okay. We went to the meeting with you. Yes, we I remember that. After the meeting, we seen them and then when they called, you called them and then we went to the 90s actually, someplace okay. in the 90s. Okay. And we met up with the one and then the other one came. Okay. And then we got in with their car. Okay. And then they took us to the place. And then that's when the hoes don't tell after that. <laughs> that shit was crazy, y'all. <coughs> okay, all I remember is them niggas told us that we had got some action in the foreign cars. <laughs> and this bitch was in a fucking, what was it, a bug? She was in a bug and I was on the Lexus. So technically they foreign cars. But I'm just saying like, that shit was crazy. Like, I don't even, re- it's just so many whole things that happen in lives 
the lives that we live, <laughs> the days of our lives, these <laughs> these hotels happen. Mm. And I can't really remember, but I remember, remember. Nice I forget, forget, but I remember, remember. But yeah, apparently we had uh we had a car. I remember being at the bus stop though. I'm sorry, y'all. That wasn't the best hotel, but it was in a foreign cartel though. You feel me? Yeah. Hey, listen. Everybody that watched, first of all, shout out to George. George Zimmerman. George was there from the from the beginning. He stopped watching because two hours is a long time. But George was there from the jump. That nigga's a that nigga's a a one dayer <laughs> from day one. You feel me? Day one. So, uh, but shout out to George. Shout out to everybody that fucking participated, who watched the live video, who fucking just like next week y'all motherfuckers gotta call in, like for real. Like why y'all listening? Like people, I don't. I, I, it's hard to read and talk, y'all. So I need y'all to for surely fucking hit me on the number i will see y'all later i love y'all thank you for watching i will see you next motherfucking sunday bitch it was my comadre and my bitch brenda dependa because you can always depend on this hoe i fucks with y'all in our in our rainbow no rain no rainbow if you don't go through it how you gonna get to it i'm just saying get your money up it's the only way to go it's mary poppins bitch Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Muni Radio Comedy Festival. Oh, my DUI. I already feel a kinship with everyone here, all right? I don't think anyone's here for, like, any of the right reasons. Uh, I feel like that. Uh, no one's here, like, I wanted to hear, like, you know, a Jim Gaffigan record tonight, you know, about, like, good quality family time. Would that be correct? Awesome. Um, so I'm Chris. You guys are stuck with me uh, for a little while. I'll be like bringing everyone up and like kind of uh, emceeing the thing or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess you could go with that too. Yeah, absolutely. I love San Francisco. Yeah, like I mean, I'm I'm from Boston, and like you know, like you know, everyone's so like nice here. Like in Boston, like they think you know they'll call you a homophobic slur if you smile you know and like everyone's just like very like friendly around here and uh it's hard to get used to because i live in boston i live in a, a part of boston called somerville and uh 
I'll break down Somerville for you. It's uh, it's like a neighborhood that was historically blue collar, but it, it got gentrified the past few years. So sometimes you see like this clash in cultures. Like the other day, I'm just walking down the street drinking a bottle of water. And like this grizzled towny looking guy just comes right up to me and he just goes, hey, what's in the bottle? And, and I was like, it's water. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, water and what? I was like, nah, man, it's just water. So you know what he did? He called me a yuppie. <laughs> All right, not everyone's on board. All right, so um, if you don't know that term yuppie, it's just a slang term. It just means young urban professional. <laughs> and that's cute because I'm 33 and unemployed. So uh, I'm just fucking with you guys. <laughs> 34. Um, God damn it, 35. Um, the joke's like two years old. Um, <laughs> since I wrote that joke, um, I, I got a job. Now during the day, I work for a tech-based healthcare company. I don't know what the fuck that is, but I do it. Um, no one seems to believe I'm in that line of work because I look like a can of Coors Light came to life. But... Uh, <laughs> not nice I uh, actually worked for my previous employer they like laid me off and then they brought me back which is like really fucked up because I wasn't really crushing it in my last position like my last performance review all it said was Chris does what's required of him <laughs> and the fucked up thing is that's not even true all right <laughs> you know I'm not required to steal printers so like uh I saw him out of my car back home, so, uh, yeah. I actually didn't uh, get a driver's license, though, until I was 28 years old, though, because I suffer from intense anxiety. Sup, ladies? And uh, <laughs> so, like, once I, I got into my 20s, dating got to be a little awkward, you know, because, like, I'd ask a woman out, and she'd be like, okay, are you going to pick me up? And I'd be like, no, I'm not going to pick you up because I don't have a car. Because I don't have a license. Because I suffer from anxiety. Because, <laughs> you know, that sounds like really weak and timid, right? So you know what I did? I just told him I had a DUI, you know? Because <laughs> that sounds noble, at least, right? <laughs> so finally, when I was 28, I was like, you know what? Fuck that. I got to get a car, you know? Because sad buying Coke on a bike. And... uh <laughs> You guys ever have a Coke dealer laugh at you? <laughs> He's like, bitch, nice helmet. So, uh, <laughs> all right, quick timeout. I don't do Coke anymore, so you can, like, shake my hand after the show, or unless you have Coke, uh, give it to me for free. Um, no, it, it got to be too intense, so I quit. Like, I'll give you an example. I remember doing cocaine with my friends in my 20s. Uh, we would say things like, all right, let's go out to the bar, and we'll meet some women, and we'll shut the bar down, all right? Because the night's young and the sky's the limit. And I do coke in my 30s. I say things like, I'll stab my boss. <laughs> Just occurred to me that's a pretty grim thing to say in a hosting spot. Like, I'm actually trying to be warm and engaging to, like, make the other comics look better. So here's the thing in comedy. Uh, when you're the host, uh, you're supposed to be, like, you know, warm and engaging and not say, like, a lot of dirty things in your time up top. But um, I live in Boston where, like, everything is cured by Jameson. So, like, I wouldn't know, like, you know, how that works. So 
But um, it was fun, though, getting a license at 28, though, in Boston, though. Like, it's kind of like learning to hate again. And uh, I can remember my first road rage incident because this guy, like, cut me off. So I cut him off. And we just started cutting each other off back and forth, back and forth until we're neck and neck on the road. And he just rolls down his window and starts screaming at me verbatim. Your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, they're all fucking dead. You fucking hear me? They're dead. Everyone you love is dead. My first thought was like, everyone I love, like half that list won't make the cut, you know? <laughs> like not even close. <laughs> My second thought was he's gonna say something racist and I know what you guys are thinking, Chris, how could that be your white? I'm like, it's Boston, he'll find a way. And uh, <laughs> he'll back into it, right? Thing is, I grew up in Boston, so I'm like used to those types of situations, and I can handle myself. But I was still new to driving. All right, I'm just trying to keep my hands at 10, 2 o'clock, and not ram into a fucking pole. Okay, I didn't know what to do. So when this guy threatened to kill my entire family, I just replied, "Hey, that's illegal." <laughs> it was real slick. He goes, "I don't give a fuck if I go to jail for the rest of my fucking life." You hear me? I was like, all right, this guy's insane, all right? So we step on the gas, and we're coming up towards an intersection, and he just goes to me. He goes, you hear me? I ain't scared of shit. I ain't scared of shit. And just then we come to the intersection, the light turns yellow. I keep going. I look back, and he stopped at the light. (laughs) I just thought, man, there's some lines you just don't cross, you know? (laughs) So this is a... DUI related show um I I actually don't have a DUI uh but I I will say one time my car broke down uh my car broke down uh in an intersection uh during rush hour in the pouring rain and my alternator died and uh I'm not too savvy with cars but to explain that to everyone that means your brake lights don't work nothing works so literally my car was just like a, a two-ton paperweight in the middle of rush hour traffic. So I literally had to get out of my car and start like directing everyone around me during rush hour traffic. And all of a sudden a cop just walks up to me and he just goes, Hey, move your car, get it out of the fucking street, all right? I was like, I, I can't, my car died. He goes, well then put your hazards on. I was like, I can't put my hazards on. My alternator died, all right? My brake lights don't work. Nothing works. The car's dead. I'm screwed. He just goes, oh. Well, good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) And he just peels out. So every car that kept driving by me just keeps going, put your hazards on. So after about 20 cars, it starts like building to this crescendo, right? And the vein in my forehead starts popping in and out and in and out. And finally, after the 20th car drove past me and goes, put your hazards on, I just look at him and I go, I am the fucking hazard! (laughs) And it all worked out. Guys, are you ready for this show to start? Come on, like you mean it! So psyched for this show. This lineup is killer. Everyone, put your hands together. Welcome to the stage. Your first comic for the evening, Jay Wook.
Yeah, give it up for Chris, everybody. Give it up. Uh, full disclosure, I'm a very good drunk driver. Since you guys in the Bay Area invited, invited, invented Uber, I no longer, I've retired. Unlike Jordan, I will not come out of retirement. I'm going to do it right. But I have a lot of stories. Um, when I was young, I think my parents knew that this is what was going to happen. And uh, when I had my permit, went over to my buddy Reddick's house. Love that guy. Shout out, Reddick. I love using real names. It makes it better. And drank all night. Went hard. Went crazy. Totally stupid. 15. Woo! Spring break. It was great. It was great. And then my dad rolled up at 7 o'clock in the morning. We stopped drinking around 6. And he made me drive home. You guys were practicing for one driving test. I was practicing for a completely different one. And, you know, I think he was just getting me prepared for this kind of lifestyle. I mean, I'm not happy about a lot of choices I've made, clearly. I don't eat well. I have drank and drove. And uh, I got so good at it in high school. Um, it was like, this was, you know, my first time ever drunk driving was with a permit. My first time, like, ever, like, coming down to I borrowed my mom's minivan because what better, you know, put a bunch of drunk teenagers in one vehicle instead of all of us hitting each other with a bunch of vehicles. It's great. And it, my, this was my first time experiencing two stop signs right next to each other. And I look over to my buddy Reddick. Yeah, he's kind of involved in a lot of my drunk driving stories. Maybe he invented Uber. <laughs> Fucking A. Oh, I love you guys. Uber, Uber, Uber. Invited, invited, invited. But no. And, uh, <laughs> and he said, dude, just close one eye. And I was like, but which one's the right one? Like, I just picked. And we all made it home. Give it up. No one died. Like, these are... My DUI, my oh my DUI stories are about success. They're about good stuff, you know? And uh, too bad I couldn't use Uber for this last one because, again, this is my retirement story right here. To the show in Stockton. You guys ever been there? Oh, yeah. No one clapped for that either. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Luckily, I was driving while white as well as driving while influenced. <laughs> They're not looking for me there. They're just not. And I felt real confident about that. But guess what? They found me. They found me. And uh, if you guys have teenagers or, you know, want to teach someone how to be great, the Michael Jordan of DUI, the G-O-A-T of D-U-I, GOAT, greatest of all time. Yeah, I called it at driving drunk. I, I, want, I want the news to have me drive drunk on Thanksgiving to show people the effects of it because I think I could beat that test. You guys never watch, you never, fuck it, all right, never mind. I do, I think I could prove them wrong. You know, some of us, we're not all built the same. This guy can do gang load of cocaine and be perfectly fine. You know, he's built different. We're all built different, I could handle this. But my last time I got pulled over in Stockton and I'm with another comic, she's like, oh my God, you're gonna go to jail now, am I gonna get home? I'm worried about the same thing. <laughs> Not at all. Just, I was like, chill out. And so I have this little thing, a scope in my car for emergencies or before I go in and kiss my wife. And uh, I was like, I got to use it now. And uh, I put it in there and I was like, I can't spit it out. So I just held it in my mouth. 
And I was, I got a swallow like a champ. I took it down like it's prom night, the whole thing. No scope anywhere. Okay, so that's one thing. I have bad tendencies where I'm a bad person. Scope in the car, just look for those things. If your son has scope in the car, it's not for a good reason. The worst thing, the best thing to come out of that would be he gets a girl pregnant. Okay, there's no reason to have scope in the car. Get this scope out of the car. But I also cruise with coffee and cigarettes because that masks stuff up. So I told her, look, I'm really worried about you getting home too. But you need to light up two cigarettes real quick. And she did. And I said, no, just chill the fuck out. Roll the windows all the way down. Turn the car off. Put the keys on the dashboard. They come over, grab my ID, and they go, hey, you know why we pulled you over? I said, yeah. And I pulled out, and it wasn't safe. It's always the safest thing to say. I had no fucking idea why he pulled me over. And he goes, well, give me your ID. Look around. Check it all out. Let me go. I, I wouldn't clap for that either. They clearly did not do a good job, all right? I drove all the way there pre-gaming. I enjoyed the game while the show went on and drove home right after. I didn't go run a mile first. I had way better parking than I got here. You can fucking where I park. I'm going to walk this fucking buzz off, that's for sure. Gosh. But, you know, it's bad. Sometimes you're really good at stuff, and it's not for anyone's good. But support your children if they're good at something like this and be like my dad and just, you know, start on their permit. Because if you get a DUI and you don't have a license, I don't think it counts. And I think that's why he did it. Hey, everybody, thank you very much. My name is Jay Rook. Jay Rook, everybody. Keep it going for him. Jay was talking about scope. Uh, I accidentally uh, sold scope uh, to my neighbors as a kid. Um... When I was a kid, I wanted money for a bike, and my dad was like, I'm not giving you money. Find a way to get the money for the bike. And uh, I noticed all the kids in my neighborhood like had lemonade stands, which is a nice way to turn a buck, but I looked in the fridge. We had no lemonade. He was like, you got to find a way to get the money for the bike. So I looked all through the house to find something to sell, and I came across a case of Listerine. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. I'll sell that. <laughs> all right. So I sold it for a dollar a cup, like at a stand, all right? <laughs> but I knew no one would buy it, so I sold it as mint drink. <laughs> <laughs> and business was booming. People were buying it. Here's the thing I don't know if you guys remember. Um, in the early 1990s, Listerine was like 27% alcohol. So, like, I guess some of the neighborhood kids were going home, like, slurring their speech or something like that. I don't know. Not really my problem, but, uh... <laughs> so all the kids in the neighborhood, their parents, like, grabbed them, and they were like, oh, my God, who did this to you? And they all ratted me out, you know, because dr <laughs> drunks can't keep a secret, you know? So, uh... <laughs> they all called my dad, and, uh, you know, they ratted me out, and, uh... My parents, you know, when it came time to discipline me, my mom looked at me and uh, she goes, Chris, I'm so disappointed in you. I can't believe you did this. I, I'm disgusted. I'm ashamed of you. I just felt horrible. And then I look at my, at my dad and he's just beaming with pride. And he just looks at me and he goes, you thought outside the box. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom's like, David, that's not the message we're trying to send here, all right? He just got all the kids liquored up. He, he grabbed the first liquid he could and sold it to them. My dad's like, yeah, it could have been worse. It could have been bleach, <laughs> you know? So, 
Would have been pretty cool if it had been bleach, right? Because <laughs> then I'd be famous. <laughs> Guys, you want to keep the show going or what? <laughs> awesome. All right, give it up for your next comic. Coming all the way to us from Portland, Oregon. All right, she hosts a great uh, show in Portland. Uh, it's called uh, Minority Retort. Everyone, nice and loud. For Julia Ramos. Thank you. Deja vu. <laughs> Just here. Uh, this show's called Oh My DUI, and you guys, which one do you want to hear about? <laughs> <laughs> There's two. <laughs> yeah, the second one. Oh, it's so, yeah, it's a good one. It's the best one of all of them, that's for sure. Um, so for the second one, I do have to give you a little bit of background on the first one. I got the first one in 2009, and uh, I had been drinking all day, as you do. <laughs> I had my uh, my bank job at the time, and I was actually so good at my job that I was like, I can do this drunk. That's no big deal at all. <laughs> It was a slow branch. I justified it well. <laughs> and I remember, I do remember there was this one time this guy uh, came in and I did my job and uh, returned later on that day. And I was like, wow, twice in one day, what are you doing? He's like, he gave me the receipt that I had handed him. And I had taken a $300 check and turned it into a $30,000 check. <laughs> the bank fired me. I never even saw it coming. I don't know. <laughs> um, I was like, you could have been rich. This was your moment to take that. So I'd actually been drinking. <laughs> that was my bad. You know, I get one of those. Um, I'd been drinking all day long, and I went and met a friend in downtown Portland, which now I drive by all the time. I was like, I don't know how I could have gotten lost, but I did. We went to dinner, and it was in December, and it was had been snowing all day long, and there, like, everything stops for the snow. And so uh, everybody was at this place where we were at. We were going to get dinner and a drink, right? Not a big deal. And so I remember I was waiting there, and because they were so busy, um, I ended up not getting dinner until, like, I mean, we had been there for about an hour and a half, two hours. So on top of drinking all day long, I had drinks there. And then I was like, oh, I'm not hungry. <laughs> and so I remember I walked outside and I was like, I think I should find my car. So I went, found my car and was like, I got this. No big deal. I do this all the time. <laughs> I'm going to nail it. <laughs> I ended up uh, from southwest Portland to southeast Portland. They're not very far from each other, but it was very much the wrong direction. And uh, I ended up sideswiping a car. Uh, it was a parked car, thankfully, and I was going so slow that the person behind me caught the cops. So they showed up. <laughs> That's when I actually came to a little bit, and um, I remember I pulled over because I knew I was supposed to do that, and as I was waiting, I was like, oh, no, this is not good, and I grabbed the only thing in my car that I had that wasn't alcohol, which was a menthol cough drop. Um, that pretty much just magnifies <laughs> the smell of alcohol, if anybody's had that. And so, yeah, it was not the best moment for me. Um, he came to the window and knocked on the window. I rolled it down and he very much just, you know, have you been drinking? I said, yes. He says, how many? And I was like, two beers, I think, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say one. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> and so he actually just took me right to his car and, um, went to, went to jail, had the first DUI. And the thing about the first DUI is that I already knew that I had a problem. You know what I mean? Like, I knew I had a problem when I turned watching the show Intervention into a Drinking Game. Anyone else? 
Still may. Okay. <laughs> but that was it. So, like, and once I got that first DUI, in a weird way, it was a badge of honor. Like, my friends high-fived me. The cop that I was friends with from high school was like, everybody gets one. Like, it was not a big deal whatsoever. But, like, I knew that that was, like, a big deal for me. I was like, oh, I got to be more careful about this drinking and driving thing. They're starting to catch on. Um <laughs> and so I waited about three years until um, the second one. So the second one, and this is part of, like, where the last show, uh, I'm Mexican. I'm very much Mexican. I'm about 85% Mexican, and but I'm very light-skinned. And there was a time while I was drinking and driving that I got pulled over three times in four days, <laughs> drunk for all of them. Not once did I have to step out of the car. Tells you where the Portland police are at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very lucky lady right here. Um, so with the second one, I was back to my drinking all day long, right? And I actually, at this point, my car had stopped working because sometimes I would um, put oil in it and not put the oil cap back on. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was just like, well, it's fine. I'll just keep putting oil in it all the time. Not a big deal. So the engine blew up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember to stop and add more oil. Uh, engine blew up, no car. And so that was actually good. That was really good for me at that time. I was like, I'll just take a cab to and from work. I'll figure it out that way. Well, one weekend, my stepmom was going to be out of town on a cruise. And so my dad was like, hey, let's hang out. Why don't you, um, he had a work vehicle. And then he had my stepmom's car. He's like, since you don't have a car, why don't you just use your stepmom's car? I'll use the work vehicle. And then, you know, if I need it, I'll let you know. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, and so I was constantly carrying alcohol on me at this point. Like, I needed it all the time. And so I had little airline bottles of alcohol <laughs> in my purse and a water bottle filled up with alcohol in my purse. That was, that's what we were, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I did a good job. And um, <laughs> so I remember that day uh, I'd gone to work, and I was actually supposed to work, like, a split shift. So I was going to work um till about, I think it was like 2 o'clock, uh, go home and then come back at 4 and work for a couple of hours for a friend. And I was like, no problem, I got this. And I actually was running low on the water bottle of alcohol that I had. And I was like, I'm going to go home, fill it up, feed my turtle that I lost <laughs> somewhere for five days. <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to put little bouts of lettuce and she's going to find it. <laughs> um, like a responsible adult. Uh, and so I went home, did that, and I actually don't recall leaving the apartment. I got on um, the highway there, and at the highway where I needed to get off, it actually merges with another highway. And at some point, I um, crashed, I guess. That's what they said. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The ambulance was right there. It was like, it was great. The efficiency, wonderful. Comment card sent in, no problem. Uh, so they did. So the ambulance was there, took me back, and I found out that that day on a Monday afternoon at 345, I had a .396 split alcohol content. Yeah, right? I was good at it. Yeah, very good at it. I was good. Even when they told me, I was like, I don't know what that means, but that's high and I like it. <laughs> uh, and so I remember, like, uh, the officer was asking me questions and he was sitting in front of me and he was just like, I cannot believe that you're answering these right now. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. And he's like, well, let me just tell you that if I were to drink your blood right now, I would get a buzz. <laughs> I was like, officer, <laughs> I wouldn't say no, you know? 
I was drunk. <laughs> so he took my ass to jail, <laughs> as he should have. Uh, and I did. I remember, like, on the way, and this is back to that, like, white privilege. Like, they even let me pick the radio station that I listened to on the way to jail. I was like, what? Oh, my God. I was like, the police are great. <laughs> Motown, please. Hello. <laughs> Let's get this party started. <laughs> So he did on the way, and I remember like we came to a stoplight, you guys, and like he yelled out the car window to the car next to us and was like, uh, you know, is that your car? And the guy's like, yeah. He's like, okay, you know, your tags are expired. The guy's like, yeah, I'm on my way there right now. And the officer was like, they're always on their way. <laughs> From the back seat, you guys, fully handcuffed, I go, oh my God. <laughs> Can you believe some people? <laughs> <laughs> I look back at it now and I'm like proud of myself <laughs> that I was able to like, you know, be that real in that moment with my thoughts and no filter, but what an asshole. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, I'm just very self-aware. <laughs> so he did, he, you know, he took me to jail and it's still like, it boggles the mind now that I'm looking back at all of this. Cause like I got in a little bit of trouble. I was on probation, it wasn't alcohol related. It was just like not following the rules. <laughs> so I went to jail again <laughs> for a couple of days. And I remember like, I'm sitting there, <laughs> proud parents, um, I'm sitting there like waiting to get booked and the officer comes over to me and I'm waiting in line and he's just like, um, I just have to, s what did you do? He's like, I can't imagine that you would do anything. And I was like, oh my God, this system is broken. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Julia Ramos, everybody, keep it going for When she had the radio in that cop car and she said the police, I was like, she wants Sting? Like, I don't know, that's what I was thinking of, uh, yeah. Every breath you take into a breathalyzer. Oh, okay, all right. That is literally the worst thing I ever said on stage, but thank you guys for sitting through that. Um, w fuck you, Jeremiah. <laughs> You're getting the worst intro ever. <laughs> Guys, we're going to keep this show going. I uh, love this ex-comic. Uh, we did a show together last night. Uh, just, uh, I was dying, man. He's great. Everyone, give it up for Brian Bixby. All right, thank you. I, uh, yeah, I've been, I, I like drinking. I still do it a lot. Uh, my, my parents were big drinkers. Like, I remember... Even when I was like as young as like five years old, my dad would let me try a sip of his beer. Like, uh, but first I had to take a shot of Jaeger. Like I had to <laughs> learn to hold your own kid. <laughs> first time that I got drunk, like wasted drunk, blackout drunk, I was 10 years old. My mom gave me malt liquor. <laughs> Which is adorable when you think about a child holding a 40 with both hands, just <laughs> pouring it back, bitching about SpongeBob, like, ah, let me tell you, uh, Patrick. <laughs> blacked out, puking in on my Scooby-Doo underwear. Like, I still wear Scooby-Doo underwear. Yeah, I didn't tell you when that was. Uh, that was Tuesday. Rut row. That was funnier than my joke. That was good. Rut row. Yeah, I, uh, most of my, 
Most of my uh, run-ins with the law and drinking all happened before, like, when I was underage, like, before I was 21. Uh, I remember the first time that I was at a party that was busted. Uh, the cops came in, and for some reason, I decided to suck on, like, a mouthful of pennies because somebody told me that would work, <laughs> like, that would trick the breathalyzer. I don't know how, like, the breathalyzer is going to be like, oh, man, he just has pennies. He can't afford booze. Like... <laughs> This guy's broke. But no, it's more like, oh, he's sucking on pennies. Lock him up. Like, this guy's wasted. He's trying to eat change. <laughs> like, I, uh, I used to, in order to get out of underage drinking tickets, there was uh, three times I did this. I uh, would tell the cops that I was going to kill myself. <laughs> I'd tell them that, and then they would just take me to the psych ward, and they wouldn't find me at all. Like, But I'd be black out when that happened, and waking up the next morning is way stranger when you have a hangover. Like In jail, it's one thing. like You wake up, and there's like bars on the window. You're the only white guy. You know where you are, right? Psych ward, it's different. You wake up, there's some guy talking to a ficus. Like, there's... People running around, just wag. Some guys just staring in your face when you your eyes open. He's just like, so it's scary. That's all I have about that. Uh, I liked my stay at the psych ward. It was great. It was good. I just spent first time I spent like three days there, just shuffling around in slipper socks, just putting together puzzles. It was like preschool. It was great. It was awesome. I'd go back if they had Legos, but they can't because it's choking hazard. Uh, I still drink. I love drinking. Uh, I, I'll drink almost anything. I can't drink vodka anymore. Had to stop. Can't do it. Uh, it just always gives me chlamydia, you know, like every time. It's an awful drink. I'm kidding. I have actually, I'm proud to say, I've never had an STD test ever. Uh, not once. If you don't test, you can never fail. That's what I always say. Yeah, I like the drinking. Um, people always told me, you know, don't drink tequila. You'll end up naked. I'm like, bullshit. But they were right. Uh, I pissed my pants, so... <laughs> I was naked. Is it possible to drink whiskey without fighting a cowboy? I don't know. Is it? My favorite is beer. That's what I drink the most, uh, beer. They, uh, they say that every can of beer contains approximately one pork chop in calories. But I have never eaten nine pork chops and felt like, now I can talk to women all of a sudden. Like... <laughs> It's never like, oh, he ate a whole rack of ribs. No, he won't stop dancing. Look at him go. Like, there's no music. <laughs> no. I just get the meat sweats and have to lay down. That's all. <laughs> and nap. I like, uh, I like drugs, too. I'm a big fan of drugs. Uh, ow! Mushrooms. Anybody? Magic mushrooms. Magic mushrooms, like you have to know a wizard to get them. Like, yeah. 
you conjure me up some <laughs> mushrooms? It's always uh, such an enlightening experience every time you take mushrooms. Uh, like the last time I took them, I sp just spent four hours just staring at a wall. That was it. And then I realized they were shiitake mushrooms, and I'm just a boring person. Like, that was... I suck. That was my big realization. Like a lot of drugs. Uh, sometimes, sometimes uh, I smoke crack. Uh, sometimes. Only in the mornings, uh, because coffee makes me shit. So, <laughs> I choose crack. I, uh... I think about the apocalypse a lot. I do. What I think is I'm going to die real fast. It's okay. I'm supposed to. What's the last movie you saw where the survivors are like an ex-marine, some hot chick, and a fat, cowardly ginger just walking through some zombie town smearing on sunscreen like, how far is it? I, don't <laughs> I can't keep going. I've always, uh, always been blubbery, uh, just, just forever. Like, I don't, like, I remember, like, in, like, my mom always used to tell people, like, oh, it's just baby fat, that's all. It's just a little baby fat. And they'd be like, wow, really? Uh, how many babies did he eat? Because <laughs> most people won't tell you when you're fat. Like, they won't be like, oh, you're too fat, like. Old people will, though. <laughs> like, they will. They don't give a shit. I remember the last time that I saw my great-grandmother alive. She said to me, she's like, Brian, you're getting too fat. And then she died right there. So sad. I was so fat, she had a heart attack. That's what happened. I uh, I prefer to blame it on my dad, who raised me to eat whatever I wanted. He let me eat anything. He's just like, oh, yeah, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? What could go wrong? That's when I shake my tits in his face. Like, well, you can motorboat your son. That might be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Is uh, Thank you, sir. <laughs> Sometimes I, uh, sometimes I like to squeeze my fat tits together, right? <laughs> and then I jizz on them. That's what I do. Uh, I come on my gooey man tits, and that makes it okay that I have them. <laughs> I was hilarious a minute ago. <laughs> Come on your tits once, and everybody who's walking out, huh? <laughs> the party's over once you come on your tits. <laughs> no, I think it's good. <laughs> I think that makes it okay that I have them, right? Because the sad part about man tits is they have no purpose. But mine saved me from coming in my face, so <laughs> it's, pretty <laughs> it's a pretty useful. I uh I hate people in shape. I do. 
fuck you if you have abs. Fuck you. Like, I totally get why joggers are always getting murdered, you know, because... (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. I used to have I used to have friends who always wanted to go hiking, like up hills and shit. Like, man, fuck you! Like, I'm not walking up a. If I'm walking in the middle of nowhere, you better be killing me because I'm not walking back. <laughs> I'm not coming back. <laughs> Ever try to look like you're not following somebody when you're really not following them? It's weird. Like, for some reason, every time I get off the bus at the same stop. As a woman, I'm convinced that I'm following her. I don't know. Enough that I have to yell, like, I'm not following you. But I'm a really bad, nervous laugher, so it comes out like, I'm not following you. <laughs> like, hey, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, have a good night. Brian Bixby, everybody. Keep it going for him. We are down to your final comic. You guys ready? Are you ready? I love this guy. Um, this is like the second festival we've done together in a few months. Uh, love working with him. He's hilarious. Guys, let's take this thing home with Jeremiah Coughlin. Hey, everybody. Keep it going for Chris, your host. Let's have a hand for Pam for doing all this. Thank you. This guy for securing the entrance just in case. I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but he feels good about it. So, uh, yeah, uh, Brian, that was really funny. I'm ghosts of fucking Bixby's future, I guess, is what you'd say if you look at me. <laughs> We're like Russian nesting dolls or something. Like, I came out of his ass earlier today. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys a couple stories. Uh, one of them about... Uh, the time I could have got a DUI, but I didn't. Uh, instead, I only got pepper sprayed by the police. Uh, yeah, right? Could have been a lot worse. Could have been a lot worse. Uh, there, God, there's so many fucking stories I have. I was just talking about this last night when we were talking about uh, blood alcohol levels, where I was talking about when I was 20 years old, I drove my dad's Mercedes into a tree, and uh, like I got out and ran for like a couple blocks because I, I was like, we'll just tell them somebody stole it, right? And then... Uh, and then I was like, nah, I got to go back and face the music, right? And then uh, the cops showed up, and I blew a .079. Yeah. 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 After driving into someone's front yard, I didn't get a DUI. I was just like, no, nah, I was tired. I fell asleep, which is true, but the crank had a lot to do with that. Uh, but uh, when I first moved to Portland, I was 26 years old. Uh, I was dating a girl. And we went to Brewfest. Uh, I'd only been, you can't leave, miss. You just can't. You just fucking can't. Sit back down and listen to my story. What could be more important than this? Oh, uh, let her go. Come on, what's the word? What's going to happen? <laughs> you should be. You should be. You feel shame. Uh, when I was 26 years old, I just moved to Portland, and I was dating this girl, and I decided to go to Brewfest with my buddies. Anybody ever been to a Brewfest, maybe? Yeah, it's great, right? Uh, I got fucking blackout drunk at Brewfest, and there was a girl there who wasn't my girlfriend, but I thought she was going to bang me. Uh, so I, I, uh, I was a real stand-up guy, 
so I didn't want to cheat on my current girlfriend, so I broke up with her with a text message. Yeah, cause yeah, cause I'm a good person, and uh, so we we um, we partied, and then that girl didn't uh, bang me. Uh, so I went back to my buddy's hotel with him, and my phone was about to die, and I wanted to text the girl that I'd broken up with and try to do some damage control, right? See, cause I, that other girl didn't fuck me, and so the only charger I had for my phone was a car charger. So I went and I sat in the front seat of my car and the last thing I remember was turn my key to where the uh, phone charger would work and that's the last thing I remember and the next thing happened, uh, I'm face down on the concrete and there's two people on my back and I don't know who they are or what they want. Yeah, I have no fucking clue how these people got there. Uh, And I just remember thinking, you need to get up right now or you're going to die. I don't know why they're going to kill you, but if you don't stand up, you're going to die. These people are going to kill you. And so uh, adrenaline's a crazy drug, and I actually did a push-up with two large men on my back. I had bruises up and down my arms from them trying to, like, hack my arms out from underneath me. (laughs) And I just wouldn't fucking give up, right? And then I heard one of them say to the other one, all right, let's just fucking do this. And then uh, what that meant, I didn't know, uh, (laughs) was code for uh, let's empty a can of pepper spray on this kid's face. Uh, Yeah, and I don't know if you can see me, but a whole can of pepper, I can't eat medium salsa, right? I'm the whitest fucking person you've ever, I don't, I don't, I don't need a fucking can of pepper spray. Uh, But they emptied it, they got every drop out of that. And I was so I was so fucked up that uh, I was like the next thing that really I remember is being in the back of the car. I'm handcuffed. I'm in the back of the car, and I look down, and my shirt is like red, and I think that I'm bleeding. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, what did you pigs do to me? Did you beat me up? And there's like. He's like, dude, you don't remember? We just fucking pepper sprayed you. And I was like, no, I don't remember that. Because uh, pepper spray is red, if you didn't know that. It looks a lot like blood. Uh, and so my nice uh, polo shirt from Old Navy is now ruined. And they take me to the drunk tank. Ooh, that was a lot of spit. Sorry. Uh, they take me to the drunk tank. And, like, I just moved to Portland from Kennewick, Washington. I'm, like, this 25-year-old kid. I'm scared. And they take me to the drunk tank. And they took my shirt away uh, because they had hosed me down, like, I had a little Tommy Boy moment where I was a maniac, and they're they're hosing me down, yeah. And they take my shirt away and they give me like a like a OR scrub, like a purple smock, and they put that on me. And they put me in the drunk tank, and I'm, like, terrified. I'm like, I hope no one talks to me. I don't want to interact with anybody, right? It's, like, the weekend of Brewfest, so it's, like, extra. There's a lot of fucking people in the drunk tank, right? And I walk in, and it's, like, all these people that I'm terrified of are, like, holy fuck, look at that guy. I'm not sitting by him, right? Because I've got a face as red as the devil's dick and a purple. Like, I look like I need to be in the fucking psych ward, right? And so... (laughs) They let me out, uh, and I. Uh, this is at Hooper, and I walked uh, from the Hooper Detox Center uh, to where the hotel was once they let me out a couple hours later. Like, the girl who was the intake person, that cop who pepper sprayed me was her boyfriend. And she was like, hey, uh, he feels really bad. This is all a misunderstanding. I was like, yeah, I, I know. Uh, and then I, I walked, which is like, I found out now it's like a five-mile walk uh, through, like, the worst part of Portland. And same thing. I'm like, holy shit, look at all these homeless people. I'm so scared. And they were like, holy fuck look at that guy and they were like crossing the street to get away from me and um i went there
there and I took a shower, uh, which uh, hurts really bad because pepper spray is oil-based and it just gets on your balls and it fucking hurts so bad. It's the worst pain you'll ever feel. And I got I got a hold of the girl that I <laughs> broke up with and went over and we made up and then we had sex and then like right as that started, she was like, why am I on fire right now? Because that shit, some shit just doesn't wash off. Yeah, and... Uh, I'm happy. The happy ending to that story is that uh, two years ago, me and that girl got a divorce. Uh, so yeah, thank you. Uh, but I don't, I don't drink anymore. Uh, I, I gave that up. Yeah, not for. I'm not a prohibitionist or anything, but I did too much shit like that. Uh, I feel like I, I went out the right way though. Uh, like my last drunk started on a Tuesday in Las Vegas, Nevada. And ended on the following Tuesday in my front yard in Beaverton, Oregon. And I have no fucking clue what happened in those few days. Uh, yeah, it's like some people can't handle Vegas, right? You've heard that? This guy right here, this guy couldn't handle Vegas, yeah. I also couldn't handle, like, uh, Wilmington, Delaware, Bowling Green, Ohio, <laughs> Richland, Washington, Santa Fe, New Mexico. I got kicked out of a lot of places. Uh, I don't know how I'm d How am I doing on time. Can I tell you one more story? Okay, I'm going to tell one more story uh, about the time that we should have gotten it. Well, one of my friends did get a DUI in this story. Uh, when I was 18 years old uh, in Kennewick, Washington, our women's, our Lady Lions uh, basketball team uh, went to the state tournament in Tacoma, Washington. And, yeah, they were undefeated, and so we all got as many... Uh, drugs as we could and we actually <laughs> we uh we had like an ounce of weed you know it was like the whole like list right we had like an ounce of weed a salt shaker cocaine uh like six tabs of lsd like we had a bunch of shit and we were gonna leave thursday morning to go to the basketball tournament and wednesday night we all met at my buddy jordan's uh, mom's house we're like uh yeah so uh at like nine o'clock we we're like you know, we should eat some of this acid. <laughs> and that seemed like a really good idea. And then around 11 o'clock, it was like, hey, instead of leaving in the morning, let's just go right now. Uh, so we all piled into my buddy Casey's mom's uh, Dodge Voyager uh, minivan. And uh, we were all real fucking high. And we all we made uh, our own T-shirts. We made white T-shirts that said fear and loathing in Tacoma on them because uh, we thought we were the funniest uh, little fucking high school kids. And we were going over Snoqualmie Pass. And we were about halfway there. My buddy Jordan, who was the only, like, sober one, he was smoking weed. Uh, but we were all really fucked up. And he would like straddle the white line and like on the drunk bumps and roll the windows down because it was like three in the morning at this point and yell wake up call at all of us uh, who were in the back seat tripping balls and uh, the Washington State Patrol saw him doing that and they didn't like that. Uh, they, they frowned upon that. Uh, I should back up that earlier in the night I had uh, convinced everybody in the van that we should take our pants off. Uh, not like naked naked, but just like in our underwear. It's like, you know, it's comfortable. It's a lot more comfortable if you just take your pants off. And they bought it. And everyone took their pants off except for Jordan who was driving. And the Washington State Patrol came up to the van and was like, you know, there's like smoke pouring out the windows. And they were like, uh, what the hell is going on here? Uh, who's got the weed? And we were like, oh, no, we're just smoking cigarettes, whatever. And they were like, no, you kids are fucked up. <laughs> And, yeah, he didn't buy it. And so uh, officer whatever comes over, and he, he opens the sliding door of the van, and there's, like, four high school kids with no pants on just, like, sitting there. And the first thing he says is, 
Jesus, what are you boys jacking off in here? Right? And we were like, not yet. You know, I mean, you kind of fucking ruined that. And so uh, the, there was two kids named Casey in the van, and the other one, uh, <laughs> little Casey, uh, his dad was our high school's dare officer. And uh, they took us all, yeah, they took us all out of the van, and they made Casey put his pants back on, and then they searched him, and in his pocket was a baggie with, uh, like, three sugar cubes with LSD on them. And the cop pulls this out of his pocket, and he goes, hey, why do you have sugar cubes in your pocket? Are you a diabetic? And he said, no, it's acid. <laughs> like an idiot. Like, yeah, you're diabetic, you fucking moron. Like, what are you doing? So they took us, so, <laughs> yeah, so there's like the Snoqualmie County Sheriff, which, I mean, it took those guys two seasons to figure out who killed Laura Palmer, right? So they don't, they don't know. <laughs> They don't know shit, and uh, <laughs> uh, the Washington State Patrol, and they take us, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so these two, like, these three fat cops are standing there, and me and my buddies are all on acid, and we're like, dude, this is pretty fucked, and we're in the back of the car at one point, and my buddy Vince has, like, an Instamatic, like, paper camera, remember those? And he's like, hey, do you want me to take your picture? And we're like, no, sh please stop. And he's like, I said I'm sorry, and he keeps taking our pictures, like Pee Wee Herman. And so we all climb up this hill, and this big fat cop goes, any of you boys running, I'm shooting, which is not something you want to hear when you're on acid. And they, they took Casey, whose dare officer parents had to come get him, and they put him in the holding cell, and we're all kind of standing there. And I'm like, I'm going in this bathroom, and the floor looks like the bottom of a swimming pool, and I'm just frying balls, right? And we look, and there's a tiny window, and Casey's sitting there at the window like, Hey guys, like you gotta, you gotta help me. Like you know, he's just freaking the fuck out. And uh, the only thing I could say was, you should have been fucking diabetic when you had the chance. You fucking moron. Uh, so none of that went on my permanent record. But that's all I have. Thank you guys so much. That was fun. Jeremiah Coughlin, everybody, keep it going for him. Guys, that has been the Nine O'Clock Show. Thank you so much for coming. Give it up for all the comics you saw. Give it up for yourselves. And please stick around. Uh, there is a 10 o'clock show. It's called the Underwear Show. Uh, it is going to get wild, so stick around if you want. Take care. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists,
activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. friends here at mutinyradio.fm. Chester Cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh. Uh, and some comedians are attractive. I can't stress how much you're missing if you're only listening to Cole Chapman. Hey, I'm attractive. Hooray. He said it. I'm not bragging. It's all right. Just, just repeating facts here. Uh, I thought the, <laughs> I thought the more attractive dude was uh, Larry Dorsey in here, man. That was cool. So Jim already re- <laughs> remarked on it, but him being like, I'm going on a five-year vow of celibacy, even though I could get as much pussy if I needed to. You're like, okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> honorable. <laughs> it sounds anymore. But you know what? I goddamn it, I appreciate the gusto on that man. Uh, well. Uh, where Gene goes? Gene's still here. He left. I want to talk to him about marble falling off of statues because I felt like if it if it was like the marble coming out, it wouldn't they wouldn't be going to like try to make a sexy woman be a dick, right? It'd just be like Michelangelo's David would just have a huge fucking dick. You know what I mean? Like it, he'd, that thing is so tiny. You'd be like he'd knock it out and then he'd be like, all right, David, what the fuck? What is this? You got an 18 inch dick, really? He's like, yeah, man. <laughs> just the way it came out, man. I'm just speaking to you that way. Like, all right, all right, Dave, we're gonna chisel this off. Just make it a little more proportional so we don't feel bad. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Old Soul Radio. I'm your host, Professor Gable. DJ Jima is urinating. So we'll be right back. Um, but for now, what do y'all want to hear? Well, you know what I want to hear. Rock Marciano. So that's what we're going to play. Uh, he just came out with a new album called Rosebud's Revenge 2, The Bitter Dose. I really like this album. I think it's uh I think it's very important for the current times just in its originality and uh just 
dopeness. So this is a uh, sax fifth off Rosebud's Revenge to the Bitter Dose. <laughs> Check it. Moss, nigga. Uh. For niggas that don't know, now you know. Uh. Moss. Uh. Moss. Check it. Moss, Who you loving? Who you wanna be hugging? Who you wanna be with kissing, taking pictures in public? What I've been doing Shit I'm doodling with the pen Cross the room to get humid The Mac 10 came with air holes Cooling School's in nigga This tutoring You should pick up a few tips This loot to get Gotta watch who you in cahoots with When niggas shoot shit We don't shoot the shit I might smack you loose Eat jibs off of orange juice and gin This a true way You put two on a ten Depends on two door I just had on an orange suit with Tim's Stole your bitch You like orange juice in the rain Cut up the credit cards and everything. Started with about the jam, I know. Blast the difference between Club Monaco and Ferragamo Ho. Solid gold from Hollow. The white bitch is from like Fabio. She said I remind her of Ralph Macchio. Bitch bugging, so I don't look nothing like that nigga. Uh, bitch, I look like God. Yeah, she probably let your posse know my flow cannot be copied. I got a patent on it. My wrist splash, you got platinum on it. For that, I think there's some grass in order. Stepped on the yeah in the name of love. I'm a great above the blood. Get your weight up on weight up behind keyboards. Hate from West Bubble Fuck. Niggas hate from West Bubble Fuck. Okay, okay, okay. Enough is enough. Might pop a bottle on this red case. Pop it. Blow jobs for models, we know where to take, take it. Yeah. My bitch hold a hammer, standing naked. Butt ass. My youngin knock your head off for a pair of payers. Facts. One, two, one, two. All right. Back. Rock. Savage, maverick, califax, back faggot, ten gallon hat, horseback gallop, 
hit a Dallas. I'm Dallas, hard like Dallas. Most y'all rappers can toss my salad. For all the real, hard to kill. Hard body build, wheels running for the mill. Chilling at the crib out for the hill. Falls from Brazil, trying to steal for the bill. Green for a seal. Got more pill. Big bills on that lost bill. Now that it's on, let the force pill. You catch a raw deal. You catch a raw deal. My shit is ringing like two for five. Or you can get your order supersized and hop in the coop and drive. Guys scrutinize, we came through in sobs. Overcome the odds, rolling to something hard. Keep the gun in my London fog. Living high off the hog. Tan shines off frauds. You're all hitting the wrong chords, living discord. So I throw these on the toy like I'm rich boy. Some saw it coming, but now I'm off and running. More stunning, niggas I'm sunning. Fresh out the dungeon, bitch, don't let the sun in. We get blunted. Bud 700, a onion, red hairs on it. For that dope, we dance like Fred Astaire on it. Patent leather, red air forces. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Self portraits of bosses at the office. Banging young Kate Mosses. Resources, twin Porsches, all black like soy sauces. Pill quicker than Earl Boykins. Niggas ain't got too many choices. So I keep pearls like oysters and ride around in Rolls Royces. I hear voices. At the fortress, I held the bomb detonator like a joystick. Blow up a bitch and a boyfriend in the toy bins. Destroy and ballpoint pens and joy shrimp. For all the real, hard to kill. Hard body bill, wheels running for the mill. Chilling at the crib out for the hills. Hall from Brazil, trying to steal chlorophyll. My aura still got more pill. Big bills on the floor spill. Now that it's on, let you force pill. Motherfucker, you catch a raw deal. You catch a raw deal. Raw deal, man. The way they was talking. <laughs> listen, man. You know something, something that bothers me, man. What bothers you, nigga? Well, if you listen, I'm going to tell you, right? Now, I just can't get it in my head how a bitch can walk the street every night. I mean, even in the rain, you know? And take a chance on maybe getting robbed or sent to jail. Or maybe even getting her arm broke by some sadistic fool out the suburbs, right? Mm -hmm. And then she gets all that money and then she takes it and gives it to some dude. I mean, I just can't figure that shit out. Game is strong, baby. Well, I ain't talking about me. I'm talking about the other cat. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, me and Freddie B. Been famous since 1983. Give me $10 and you straight get blessed. A rap all about you called the special request. Oakland, you know I go way back. Jakub nuts, Fox stains, and Cadillacs. When homeboys put Vogues on any car with six by nine smoking burner. Everybody got addicted to my dolphin beat. Whole town fucked around and started smoking deep. Every rap I ever made was about this town. I made seven whole albums with no James Brown. And even though I love his music, I just can't stand the way they used it all up and didn't pay the man. And after two platinum albums, you call me weak. Cause I don't sell records in the East. Now what's funky? I say pussy on the old hoe. I guess y'all fools don't know. Why some good rappers can't sell no tapes It's not the company's fault This shit sounds fake You wanna be in the trunk With the booming box While the young bitches ride On your job You can't do it 
like this, homie, so just pass it and stop kissing them white folks' asses. It's like you smoke a whole damn key. You rap so fast, you keep leaving the beat. I'm from the old school. I love P-Funk, but now rap music is all that they want. So when I'm in my car, I play Clinton. And when I'm on the stage, I start camping. And when I hear your shit, I push EJ. Then I throw it out the window with the rejects. And when the hardcore rappers go soft, I like to watch when they ass fall off. Cause ain't nothing worth kicking like a sucking MC. And any other rappers ever talk about me. I don't stop rapping, that's all they can say. And how I dog bitches every day. But if you can't be a dog, yo, yo, yo. Thank you to Bay Area Hip Hop for that one, you know what I mean? Um, uh, Professor Gable is going to join us in a minute. Uh, I'm Jima, and uh, I got my guest, Declan Fitzpatrick, in the house. Hi. Hi. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's uh, you know, good to have you. Special guest right here. Yeah, Sam says turn me up. <laughs> turn, turn, turn Declan up. Oh, Hi. it's all the way. Oh shit. Yeah. I mean, uh yes. Um you know, there ain't no worries here, man. You can talk you can yell if you want to. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe. Okay. All right, word. Um so uh you've been um I wanted to have you here cuz uh I know you um I always have seen your artwork throughout the years and um I've always been really like proud and happy with what i've been seeing you know everything with the uh, tattoo man oh, now you. now uh what dr fart ah <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yes dr fart yeah dr <laughs> fart you know some real uh, american classic literature yeah but it is though it's awesome um so all right, i'm gonna uh, at the beginning where we always talk about the the roots though so like what i don't know this is for me too you know i want to know like what uh How'd you start drawing? Like, was it a class or was it a... Um... Well, I was, I was just like a little kid. Like, I started drawing when I was like five or so. Yeah. I had like a big, like, I had like the ultimate guide to X-Men. Uh, oh, the drawing, the like... Not like not like the how to draw X-Men. Just oh, like, really? here's like every, here's like a whole page about like the inside of Wolverine's body. And like oh, yeah. How to draw, like, here's a random picture of shit. Right. But so I would just like trace over that shit and right. like give him my own costumes, uh, and then from there I would like I drew my own superheroes and shit. Uh, yeah, you'd like evolve from that from seeing yeah. what you're seeing. For a while, I just drew like really boxy dudes with terrible looking abs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's fun. I feel like everybody when they start drawing and shit, they just draw everybody with like fucking rock hard abs. Yeah, or something. I mean, <laughs> they're like I'm, they got the six pack. Bro, you know? It was telling but I, when I was in elementary school. Like, do you ever have to do like? self-portraits yeah yeah like, here and there like yeah like with like pastels like yeah yeah, yeah, kids, yeah like don't know how to use yeah <laughs> i did like string you know like string <laughs> hair and like it was fucked up like i didn't know how to draw good in elementary school but i knew how to draw muscles so uh -huh. i gave my like i did like a portrait of myself uh -huh. and i would give myself like a really like muscular neck uh -huh. <laughs> 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 that was your that was your rock hard abs just like no nah, it's all about the muscular that's neck. how you make it look good is you make it look muscular yeah, <laughs> yeah. in vain yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what? How old was that when you were doing that? 
fucking uh, elementary. Elementary. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I did. I did. I did a different veiny neck portrait uh, every grade of yeah. elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go. You move on to the more muscular. The the more lean. The more you know. You go through different. Phases I got glasses at some point. I had, I had oh, okay. the glasses and the veiny. Neck. <laughs> 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 That's funny. You had to add a piece of yourself to everything. Course. Yeah, I had a yeah. vibe on <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. I was always a terrible drawer. Um, well, yeah. I couldn't draw for shit when I was young. You know I still what? can't draw. I think you no know, something else I haven't thought about until just now. Uh, what? <laughs> I used to. What, do you ever get in, like? Do you ever play that game? Okay. This, I'm trying to phrase this in a way that won't make me sound like a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. So man. it's like, uh, you just ever like? I used to draw, uh, like evil machines of like like attacking children that i hated <laughs> oh dude as a kid everybody just draws like violent pictures yeah but it'd be like i had like a rivalry with another child oh really be like okay here's me this is me i'm driving the death machine and it's got like claws <laughs> oh, and, like, big, the other person big steamroller and then here's i'm not gonna say his name yeah. <laughs> is that person is that person uh, oh shit is like a stress reliever almost probably dude. yeah but I, it was more it was yeah i'm not i wasn't healthy because i was doing it like in front, i'm like doing it to like two feet away from him like oh. <laughs> <laughs> making sure he hears and shit. Yeah, yeah i'm like he hears me like muttering to myself <laughs> yeah, it's better than like what dick pics in the lunchbox you know, super bad shit. Like, you need know, a fucking yeah. lunchbox full of hand-drawn dicks. Yeah, I wasn't a dick child. I'm yeah, you weren't a dick child. You were just a violent, average, normal... Violent machine child. Yeah, you know, violent picture child. Because, yeah. you know, everybody would just draw, and then they'd be like... Uh, you know, dude, I still be, do that shit. That's, like, yeah. that's helpful to do. Yeah, yeah. Helpful. if you're drawing fast, I feel like... Also, like, something else that's fun, like... If I don't know if it's just me, but like if I'm trying to like get an expression that I'm trying to draw, yeah. I'll like make the face like, but like oh uh, yeah, make it yourself <laughs> and you can feel it on you. Yeah, but like, oh. <laughs> but like just, I imagine you're supposed to like if you're like a professional, you like look in a mirror or something. Uh, like, so you're oh like, yeah. Oh, I get reference. Yeah. But like <laughs> if you're just like into it, like you're like into it, and you're yeah. like two two inches away from the paper, and like and then he goes like bah, and you're like making like a crazy yeah crazy <laughs> face while doing it. Oh my god. <laughs> Make you look a little crazy, but that's cool. That's a different perspective to it. You feel it on your own face. Yeah. So you can kind of see through the image of your fucking eyes. You I don't start know. making hands into faces. Everything becomes a face eventually. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know how to draw. I only know how to draw faces. That's that's if I. That's most of my thing. Yeah, that's me. I can't draw a body. I, like every anything from the neck down, I can't do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh. So okay, so you started with the X Men. Uh, I, I got Batman eventually. You got Batman. Okay, so so did you actually read those comics though? Like, was it reading comics that actually got you into that shit? Because no. I know you you like you know a lot about comics. Honestly, like my I just got those big like Ultimate Guides. So yeah. like, and the, they were like big like had like huge glossaries of like right. all the comics. So I never really I didn't really buy. Mm. individual comics ever mm. i watch a lot of like the like batman cartoons right and, like, oh okay a bunch of cartoons right but like i had those ultimate guidebooks and it would just have like a bunch of esoteric facts like one time like right. the hulk uh, yeah. punched the rhino so hard that he like fell into jupiter or something yeah, <laughs> like, like, like nothing that you ever saw in a comic or anything it's just like facts yeah. that like yeah, so of have, that world so i have a bunch of 
unrelated facts that I know. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so you got all those from the books because I know you'd be busting them out sometimes. Oh, it's obnoxious. <laughs> no, it's cool. I learned shit. Learn the more you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. Um. <laughs> all right. So you went from that, and then uh, so like. I don't know. You drew. I mean, you went to. Uh, we went to the same high school, Soda. Yeah. You, know, you were in visual. Um, yeah. How did? So I always have a. Um, people ask me how I feel about like theater now and all that, and they're like, "Oh, do you still do theater?" And it's like, it's different because, it's like it, it. It's not like it. It discouraged me. It's more like I just learned so much about it that I almost didn't want to do it anymore. You know. So like, how do you feel? the whole you know doing visual every day like practicing your craft in a in that school environment affected you you know uh it it made me feel like i'm well i have no free will because they would tell you what to draw or something yeah and like i well i mean they made it i i kind of fixed my like ego to the fact that like oh man i'm like Finishing all my artwork. Right. I'm not. Doing, uh, I'm not doing drugs in high school because uh, I'm it, doing artwork. <laughs> I don't got friends in high school because I'm doing artwork. Right. You're busy with the art. Well, yeah. But that. I mean, shit. It's not a bad reason though. You know? Yeah, but it's. But it. it I don't know. I, yeah. I. Like. I did learn a lot. Like I learned. Like. I think. Like. I don't know how. I don't know if this applies to like theater as well, but I think most of what that shit gave me was just like time to practice. And right. like, like, a, like the art teacher was very like a old lady who was very mean, right. <laughs> not even like mean, just like very blunt and would make right. it start over like immediately. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, uh, yeah. Speaking of blunt, can you hear me yeah. in the yeah. headphones? Yeah. All right. Yes, um, now I apologize for my yeah, tardiness. Professor Gable's back in the game now. Uh, I was eating noodles outside, but uh, Declan, uh-huh. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> you have very deep art. You know what I mean? Like maybe you wouldn't say that, but I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like like you like your art definitely like you can tell like the reason why it's excellent is because. Sorry, I keep laughing at you complimenting. It's because um, <laughs> it's okay. It's because like you know like to me the reason why any art is good is because it takes like kind of like either like pain or like motivation like yeah. to make it so like once uh would you say uh it's either of those or both for you yeah uh, in making art i'd say yes <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of pain <laughs> so no. like do you feel like pain there's is well, a good thing then <laughs> I'm here to endorse pain. <laughs> it will make you better as a person. No. I mean, that's what no. people say. But. Uh, well, who would know better than people? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking wise words. Man. No, like, like uh, I don't want to, not to, not to um, keep, like, 
get adding pieces to my life story. Oh like, no, yeah, after, go ahead, after, after like That's the innocent, here for yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, well, okay, pain. Um, <laughs> like after the fucking like the uh, boundless innocence of like just I'm gonna make my own superheroes. Right. Yeah, I went to middle school. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, then it's just like oh. I'm sad. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody likes me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like the classic middle school. Yeah, shit. but yeah, I felt that way in middle school. Like. Yes, yeah, so, but that, so then there, there's like the the f- both. It's a it's a good thing and a bad thing that I like put put some of that bullshit on paper because it's like no. oh I got to like express some of that pain. Right. God, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to joke about it, but I just saying it seriously. <laughs> but like, but like, uh, but like the oh yeah. So it's cool. It's cool. It's like oh, I got to, I had the freedom to be expressive at that age. But it's also like, uh, I was stupid as fuck in right. middle school. I was like, so I I drew. I used, I went from she like superheroes to just like a lot of just like goth. Self portraits of like, here's me, <laughs> but I'm like sad. <laughs> this rain. No, it's like, uh, man, what if I make my eyes like red? <laughs> that would show everybody how that would get me like a girlfriend. <laughs> that, and then that that will inevitably make my life better because that's what it's all about, right? Getting a girlfriend. Man, that's, well, that's that's what society measures you by. Do um, you have a girlfriend or not? Yes. <laughs> That's absolutely man, it depends where you go, dude. Like some people like man some... they they like feel bad that they don't have a uh, it's such a fucking this is why it's too make... complex of a topic to brush this over. Is why we make, but... This is why you make art though, is that you're like, Oh man, I'm in such pain. Yeah. Don't you want to be my girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, for real. So That's not like one. so like I think on a actual like like fucking dissective note that's not a fucking word like like on what you said like there's an element of that but like i try to be like dis like i don't want to be a douchebag like just like oh here's all my pain like i'm still me like i haven't i don't have it the worst right. so i can't i don't have the deepest well of pain to draw from so mm. that's a limited resource and it's not like, <laughs> like <laughs> no, of course, yeah. i just mean like the, i guess it's more of the the question i'm kind of trying to ask is like what do you think is good about art you know what I mean? Like, like let me. I'm a, no, 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 give my, me, give me dude. like 45 more seconds of, of banter before you, I say something. Let me direct. just say my my asshole answer is right. there's nothing good about. Right. Okay, so that's kind of what I'm listening. To, but like that makes that's that ties together to what I'm saying. So like, so like, so we sort of agree. Like we all create things, right? Like this is just three people in a room right. who like live life in a certain sort of way where we like intake life we process it and regurgitate it in a way that could seem you know drawing to other human organisms 
you know what I mean? Draw interest. Like pointless? Like No, like point, No, that like they draw find the interest. point, right? Like draw them, like not drawing, oh. like <laughs> No, they draw them oh, towards like attracts people. Yeah, yeah attracts like it people. has a draw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has pull to it. It has it's, interest. Uh, Garner's interest. Yes. Yes. It so draws. so are you saying like that? So now here I go. Yeah, okay. Now so so <laughs> so like and like Please chime in if I'm wrong at any point here. Like, when we do these things, it makes us feel good, right? Kind of like when we, like, we process our feelings and turn it into, like, a tangible thing, whether it be a song or a painting or a scratch or a mix or a beat or a fucking canvas or a sculpture. You know what I mean? Whatever it is that... You turn in the proof of what you experienced. You understand what I'm saying? Is that is that what it is for you, where it's like proof? Well, I'm asking, is that what it is? What is art? You know what I mean? I don't, like, I, don't, I think it's, like that's what I'm asking. I think okay, and I I I can I I have this okay. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to get over my own narcissism a lot of the time. So, so what is like you feel like you're a selfish person? Well. It might just be because I feel like I'm a very self-focused person. That's which, a good thing. Which no, nah, it's it is it's a thing. It's whatever it is. Right. But <laughs> so I <laughs> so like there's an element like there's an element of like yes I want to get this experience that I've experienced through my own lens and like get it out into like a thing that isn't in my head anymore. Right. Exactly. But, yeah. but also like. Especially like especially now, as I'm burgeoning into a person like who's not like a teenager or whatever, like, I right. I feel like there's a level of like responsibility kind of right. like to be like okay why like the uh, putting it out there. Oh sorry if I'm popping my pee. No, no you're like I almost did it again. <laughs> uh, like putting it out there is like part of it. Like getting an audience reaction is. Like, not key, but part of like how you think about art, because it's like like we, kind of what you're saying. Like it's it is it's communicating at its basic level. Where like even if even if you're not doing it intentionally, that's where that's how you can like have someone who's like secretly like a racist, but right. they don't know it or don't acknowledge <laughs> it, and then they right. make some art, and it's like, do you not see all these? fucking obvious yeah. hints that you're not like a total racist and right. like no dude it's about like <laughs> the x-men yeah. or some shit like right. dinosaurs it's not racist dinosaurs can't be racist right, 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 right. <laughs> no I, I so it's, so again as someone who doesn't like doesn't have the deepest well of pain to draw from if i had a bigger well of pain to draw from maybe i could be less like self-conscious of my own self-focus all right, but all right. Sorry, go ahead. No, that, that's that's basically my point. Like I try, like <laughs> I don't know if it's just because I've been drawing since I was a stupid kid, and I feel bad. I I'm like self-conscious of how far I've come, but like I'm trying to, like find, not I don't know. All, <laughs> to talk about art in like a super general term feels kind of pretentious to me sometimes, where it's like. Uh, I'm trying to f- find something outside of myself or something. Right, 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 <laughs> right. Finding something where it's like I just I don't know why really. I'm just it's 
it's it's a disease. <laughs> Art is a disease. No, dude, I, I, I feel that though because because like your point of like oh putting it out there is key. Well, it's like I think people or after a point it turns it has to turn into something more than a hobby or like it's like things like things you just want to do like as far as you can explain it is just something you want to do but you can't there's comes a point where it's like all right how much fooling around with it can i do you know it's like how you know how much can i just explore it or like how much do i have to justify it by being something that i put out there or that like it has to turn into something you know like does something we do or create have to always turn into something that you have to put out or have to like justify in some way other than the fact that you wanted to make it right there right, right. then yeah, you know ex exactly well that, that i think that that's part of how you shape your art because it's like like with anything you do you'd be like i can, i want to make a fucking song and it's like okay you can make like a two minute song or like a one minute song or however long you want to make how much yeah. everyone however much you want to invest in it but you could also be like i want to make a fucking five hour concept album that will just cover everything in my life right yeah. <laughs> and it sounds horrible but it does it like it could be fun like it depending on what it is <laughs> it could there's probably a base level of horribleness involved in that but like <laughs> but like well, was there like a, a phase you're in now like um like you're talking about in before you'd have like neck phases and that's that's very oddly and like randomly specific but yeah, my, my point my point being oh, yeah. my point being like do you have a phase of how like um of what you do with your art now you know like there's you know well it's kind of like on that on the whole like length of the project i brought that up because i have a problem where i like i don't know like if I bring up like our friends, that'd be weird. Like me and our friend True, oh, who's someone yeah. else I've done, I've known for a while. And we've done yeah. me and him just like bounce bullshit off each other. Yeah. But like me and him can come up with like three seasons of like an anime on like a car car trip. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come up with each episode. Yeah, plot like, oh point. man, this guy, this guy, this one dude is gonna betray everybody three seasons in. <laughs> we gotta remember that for later. You just know that he's gonna betray it through his so, name. So like. I have a problem where I think I try to uh, uh, make something too big and then I don't finish it <laughs> a lot of the time. Oh, mm. uh, no, like, I, I know what you mean. I, or, I mean, I think, or I mean, I don't know if that's, I might be just being narcissistically fucking self-deprecating, but like, uh, the, the, the I think that what I'm trying to say is there's that, that, that alludes to a greater desire to have like instantaneous like bam i just no, sat, i sat yeah, down yeah. with a pencil a pen and made a spontaneous thing yeah. well that that's it. a it's a measure of how far your like real intent is with it you know like you do you ha let's say you have a spur of a moment and you're like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna just do this real quick and let's say you you don't get it done or you get elements of a project done and then you're like ah oh, like that initial rush is over but how much farther are you going to go to finish that well, yeah. and add the details yeah because like you were mentioning uh tattoo man earlier right and that's like the thing i've been working on since me 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 and like a, like three of the guys haven't worked or started working on that like when we were like 18 right and now we're not eight, we're like fucking 23 yeah so so like with that specific piece 
Peace. Ugh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> with that thing, like yeah. where I'm at with that the, now. The project. The, 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 the theme of that work yeah. is now, look how far we've come as people in this stupid thing. Well, at, least I, for me, at least for me. Like, because like, it's like, okay, I've been working. The stupid on, thing is life. Yeah, exactly. Like the exactly. Now that I've yeah. been putting so much effort into this stupid fucking thing, now it's reflective of me. Because right. Because I've just been. And, th- and through all the things that you've done individually, you still come together to do that one thing. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I struggle with that. Right. It's like that's. It feels like a bad reason to do stuff. <laughs> what? Just because. Just arbitrary. Like this. Okay. This this one thing we're gonna do consistently is arbitrary, but the fact that we're doing it is the feature. It's kind of right. It's kind of requires you to be a person, right? <laughs> and that's the, I mean, like with to be to be specific to fucking stupid tattoo man. Like we've gone, me and True have like I keep mentioning like he's a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have True yeah, on our podcast. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have True on here. True, dude. He's talk, got a lot yeah, to he'll say. talk about. I don't know, pizza or something. Pizza, <laughs> fucking tattoo, man, dude. He can give his take. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on pizza. On pizza. Wait, wait, hold on. I just want to clarify for the, what Tattoo Man is. Okay, yeah. Tattoo Man is a story of a man who... It's a, it's a graphic novel. It's a graphic novel. Yeah. It's a serious graphic novel. Yeah. <laughs> it's very real, serious. Real shit. It's this magic man <laughs> who has magic tattoos that he can bring to life. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, he's a drug addict, and he's a terrible person, mm. and he kills. He gets people killed. Uh, he's not a good person at all. But he starts with good origins. No, he doesn't. I thought no, he, he never he, started with good origins. Oh, I thought he had the he had the friend. Oh yeah, he has a friend, but he his friend, friend is both him and his friend just do drugs all the time. Right, his friend. Gets, okay, I don't want. He gets his friend. It's almost. Uh, it's spoil. It's kind of a spoiler, but it's not really a spoiler. Yeah. But his friend gets like immediately like murdered in the first comic, oh, yeah. and then it's him trying to get his <laughs> his soul back. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a vengeance story in the end. Yeah, but it's like a stupid ven- like this. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it's cool living tattoos, man. Yeah. So so, I'm. I, I'm under I'm underselling I'm underselling it now because that's my my my. Nah, but you, you know what I liked about it though is that every, uh, what issue was a different artist, or I mean at least it was you and then True would do the second one. You yeah. know, um, I did the third one. We switched. Yeah, you switched what, off. What, okay, with 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 tattoo. Okay, with the deal with tattoo man is, <laughs> we switch off every, uh, we d- switch off drawing each issue. Uh, we're on. I'm working on issue five right, right. now. Okay. True's wor- working on issue six. Uh-huh. We have to make some edits to issue four because we gotta get some rid of some right. shit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, well, the plan is uh, we're gonna true like True's way better at like uh, storyboarding than I am because he's like he's got like film teaching so he knows how to like uh, okay. I I plan I have a bad habit of like I don't want to draw all that so I'm gonna draw I'm gonna find out how to show this without doing anything right. <laughs> like I'm gonna do the as least amount of effort possible yeah so true like the for the, for the final climax true's gonna like storyboard it all and mm. then i'm gonna draw it so you're getting to the to the climax of it soon then. yeah it, okay. we're like like he oh yeah so f- sorry f- sorry if this is not making any sense no uh, so yeah i'm sense. on issue i'm on issue five yeah he's on issue six yeah. there's gonna be seven and eight are like two parts of the final climax and then right. there's a whole other book that we have planned <laughs> that we're probably not going to do. 
Uh, uh, okay, well, I mean, shit, that's exciting, nonetheless. Um, <laughs> uh, I like that one. I don't know. Well, well but you're working on uh, something else right now, too? Or, well, you just came out with something else, the, uh, the Dr. Fart. Uh, yeah, I did. I did do that. I'm just not. I'm not passing anything in the studio right now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I just. Yeah, uh, we. Uh, um, that's a, that's another. Uh, yeah, uh, in in my my uh, ser- series of stu- let's put hella effort into the stupid idea and have that be the joke series. Yeah, man, that's like <laughs> half of the successes in the world. Not, but I don't want this. The society's evil. I don't want to be successful. <laughs> oh, well, you want to be successful for yourself, man. Anyway. But. Sorry, yeah, so, sorry, I was just gonna keep talking. I was gonna just keep talking about Doctor Fart. Yeah, Doctor Fart. No, it's not. I'm about to go into like a whole other. Oh yeah, just Doctor Fart. He's a superhero. He farts. Yeah. It's just, uh, if you go, if you go on, um, what is it? Okay, I gotta be specific because it's on the radio. Uh, <laughs> if you go on channel101.com uh-huh. and then go to the January 2018 like run. And then go to the failed pilot section. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're You'll yeah. Find, you can find it there. I'm gonna uh-huh. like there's a, that one is like an edited version. Uh-huh. It had to be like under five minutes. I'm gonna do. I have to do some extra credits right. for the full version. I'm gonna post that soon. So. But it's like the brainchild of you and uh, these, uh, these two comedians I met who in the city, uh, Connor Marshall and uh-huh. Keith D'Souza. Uh-huh, shout out to them. Both, they both go by they are they are Dr. Fart and Dirty D. Oh, okay. Who yeah. are the main Oh, so that's that's them. They're the main characters of the okay. story. Right, right, right. Okay. Story. And you did you did issue what you, like the actual uh on paper issue. That's yeah, uh, you did number 4. Yeah, three? they have like they they have like a couple they have like five Number 1 uh, is this me in in your cans. Can you hear me in your cans? The dulcet tones. Do you want me to check these other mics? Are we good? You could you could check the other you could check the other mics. Mics test test the other mics. All right, test the other mics. Oh, oh my bad. I'm so sorry. Hello, checking. All right, great. checking. Perfect. This is this is all. Give me a thumbs up, Joe. You want me to stop? <laughs> there, can you hear this mic? Perfect. Thank you. I can hear all the mics. Thank you, guys. Uh, how did you feel about the transition between doing stationary or like you know just singular portrait art as opposed to doing animation video? Like, was it an easy transition? Is it something you like doing? Is it something you want to do in the future? Is it something you don't want to do ever? Animation. Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th. 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, 
for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer is simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian Haight-Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Platform Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff! Radio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal! Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of you. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Are you tired of swimming oh through God. a sea of podcasts? Totally Are you on a raft without a paddle? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. 
Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. 
they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for, <laughs> isn't duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) How exciting for you, Mutiny Radio listener. There are six new shows here at MutinyRadio.fm. Monday nights at 10 o'clock, it's time for free phone sex. 415-550-0511. Yes, call in for free phone sex. You will be recorded. It is a podcast, but will that phone sex be free? Absolutely. 10 a.m. Mondays, it's time for everyday conversations on race with everyday people. With similar... People who have like a lifetime of cocaine and like pieces missing. Sure. No, it's not Jalouse. That's fine. Play that piano. Hit them keys. Tickle the marker. I don't. 